Thanks for listening to our Legacy Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. Well, we're starting today with a series, uh, we're calling it the Jesus Series. We're in the Easter season, so we're asking the Lord to teach us more about Jesus and to give us a, a fresh understanding of who God is and who we are to Jesus and who he is to us. But I want to call this message, Keep Your Head. Uh, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We know that there's a lot of happenings around this coronavirus, but God wants us to keep our head on straight. And so I want to start by reading some of the words of Jesus Because I believe in this time, if the Lord Jesus were with us physically, I believe he would speak again as he did in the New Testament these words in John 16, 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I have told you these things so that in me, in me, you may have peace. See, people will do everything to find peace and happiness. And people will ask, how do I find peace? How do I find happiness? Well, Jesus says, peace comes from him. Peace comes from Jesus Christ. You know, hot yoga may be the coolest thing of the day, or maybe the hottest thing of the day. But hot yoga isn't going to touch your spirit and give you the peace and the assurance that you and I need, especially in the times that we're living in. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, I know that we all worry. I worry, you worry. And if anyone out there says, Oh, I never worry, you have a bigger problem, because you're not telling the truth. (laughs) You're lying. Because we all worry. We all have different things and different times in life where we worry more than other times. We worry about our families. We worry about our finances. We worry about our jobs. We worry about our marriages. We worry about our kids. And now we're living in a time that's kind of unusual, especially for us as Americans, uh, to experience what we're experiencing, a pandemic. And, uh, and even that word alone is scary, pandemic. But Jesus, knowing that we are warriors, because he was on the earth, Jesus experienced probably a lot more horrific things, as we know, including the cross, than we will ever experience. And yet he says to us, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6, 25 through 27. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Jesus says, Therefore, because I know that there's times of worry, times of stress, times of fear that will come to us in our lives in different ways, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear, Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, 
There's a lot of storing away in barns going on right now. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than these? Jesus is saying, listen, I got this. I got this. You know, I look at birds outside my window sometimes as I'm sitting in my office studying, and I see these birds, and they're some of the most beautiful creatures. And I was never a bird watcher until my wife turned me on to it. And I look at these birds and I'm saying, it's amazing how God provides them food. In the dead of winter, there's snow everywhere, and you see these birds nice and chubby and chunky. God takes care of them. And, and I, I pray that during this time that we would get a revelation, even today, that God cares about you enough to take care of you. And Jesus goes on to say, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? What an amazing question. Will worrying add anything to your life? What does it do? Is it going to help you? to worry, to wring your hands. And, and I don't believe Jesus would say to us, hey, don't be wise during this you know, epidemic, during this outbreak. Don't be wise. You know, be an idiot. I don't think Jesus would say that. But at the same time, I don't think he would say, hey, listen, go and store up enough toilet paper for two years. <laughs> because I believe that the Lord would say, hey, is that going to solve your problem? Right. And plus, how about other people needing toilet paper? You know, you go to market, you can't find toilet paper, and because your neighbor has three years' work in his truck. And I think Jesus is showing us, and even these times that we li live in, I believe it's showing us our faith. Yeah. It's showing us what we're putting our faith in. It's showing us our worry. It's showing us our fear. And Jesus says, and he confronts it. He says, I get it. I get it, but don't lose your head. Don't lose your head. And so, you know, I think of worry, and um, it's a funny thing how worry has a way of evolving. You know, it starts by thoughts. And you get fixated on these thoughts, and then these thoughts create emotions. Okay, the thoughts create feelings and emotions, and which turn into worry and turn to anxiety. And then it goes on the track, and next thing you know, it's all out fear. And then from fear, it turns into panic. You know, someone said fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. You know, when you walk into a dark room, it's amazing how your mind and thoughts, pitch black room, pitch black house, pitch black building. Amazing how your mind takes over and you become, you know, the greatest author of a horror book. And you start creating this stories going on in your mind. You become Stephen King, right? And that's how worry works. It starts creating, starts creating. But isn't it amazing that the minute you put on the light, everything changes? Wow. Yeah. Jesus says to us, 
I am the light of the world. In times like this, we need the light of Christ to break the darkness, to break the fear, to break the worry. I remember, and I tell the story to the church you know, over the years because it really had an influence on my life and it really showed me my faith or lack of faith, my unbelief, and my worry and fear. But my, one of my sons had seizures when he was a little child and he had multiple seizures, and every time he'd have a seizure, it just so happened that I was holding him in my arms, and he would have a seizure, start convulsing and turning blue. Well, that caused fear and worry to enter my spirit, to a point now that I allowed it, rather than combating it, and saying, well, what does God say? Who am I going to trust with my child? Who am I going to trust? I started allowing a fixation of thoughts and fears, and even the devil, who's just as real as God, will speak to you. And I would hear this voice saying that one of these times, your son's going to die, your son's going to die. And because I was fixated on that, and I allowed that spirit to enter me, and enter my thoughts, and, and I started being consumed with worry about death, what ended up happening was my wife and I started getting sick, even physically. So it, it not only took over our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings, now it's starting to take over our bodies. And we were sick for a whole year. It was incredible. And I knew it was something supernatural, and I knew it wasn't from God, obviously. It was from the enemy. So I called my pastors over to my house, and, uh, and we went through the house, and we started praying and declaring God's word, that God, God is in control that no devil of hell can run our lives because we are believers in Jesus Christ. His dying on the cross took upon himself every sin, every curse. He took away from the devil the keys of heaven and hell. And so we felt a tremendous release because we started believing what God said, what Jesus said, versus everything else, doctors and and what was being penetrated into our minds and our spirits. And we were set free, and we got better physically. And, and ultimately, by the grace of God, my child recovered, and he came off medication and never got seizures since. And so we look at fear, and we look at worry, and we see that fear feeds on your emotions. Faith feeds on the Word of God. What are you going to feed? What are you going to feed? Will it be the, your emotions feeding you, or will it be the Word of God that wants to give you faith? And I'm not just talking about what's happening today with this epidemic. I'm talking every area of your life. I'm talking about your job, your marriage, your happiness, you know, the, the vision and dreams that you might have displaced in your life because you've lost hope. Your understanding that God is good. He's not against you. He's not looking to hit you over the head with a hammer every time you make a mistake. God is there to lift you up, to encourage you. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. The Bible says he's called the helper, to help us through life, to encourage us when we're down, to, to speak his word when fear attacks us. Satan tempted Jesus in the desert. 
When you are in a desert time, when you are in a time of struggle, when you're in a time of challenge, maybe in a time of sickness, maybe your finances have dried up, maybe you're struggling in your marriage, struggling with your mind, struggling with depression, that's the time where the enemy comes to you and tries to dissuade you that God's word is true. That God is still for you. He's not against you. So Jesus is in the desert. For 40 days, he's in the desert, and he's fasting. And we know that the Holy Spirit, after he was baptized, led him. The Holy Spirit led him into the desert, and he was tested because he was both man and God. And the devil came to him at his weakest moment because he was hungry. I don't know about you, but if I go without food for a day, I get hungry. And my attitude changes too. So here's Jesus, 40 days. And in Matthew 4, verse 3 through 4, it says, The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, if God says this, if the Bible says this, tell these stones to become bread. See, the devil will always challenge your faith. Where's your God? If God is real, why is all this happening to you? He did the same to Jesus. But Jesus answered, not through his feelings, not through his hunger, not through his weakness. He answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, he responded, Not by what he felt and saw at the moment. He responded by tapping into the wisdom of God in his head and saying, you know, devil, but you say this, but God says this. You know, I even think of the time that we're in. I believe believers, Christians, if you're a believer out there, Christian, we should be the first responders. When fear and worry and negativity and and, and blame is in the atmosphere. We are the first responders, and our response should be, if God be for us, who can be against us? Jesus is a healer. He's a protector. He loves us. He loves our family. And whatever comes into our lives, he is able to get us through in victory. So we're not going to cower in fear and worry in every aspect of our lives. We're going to rise up in faith. Worry and fear always work together to eliminate God out of the equation. Worry and fear work together to eliminate God out of the equation. Turn to your friend or maybe comment right now and tell them, keep your head. Or if you're alone, speak to yourself and say, keep your head. Everything's going to be okay. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. You know, when this whole virus thing started to happen, me being human, obviously I began to worry. As a pastor of a church, knowing other pastors and other churches, I began to worry, what's going to happen to the church? We, we can't have church at our facilities, at our campuses You know, us at the East Greenwich High School, what's going to happen? Will people fall away? Will people not give? Will they not be faithful to 
their church, you know, through tithes and offerings, to keep the churches open, to keep the churches honoring God in our giving. You know, what will happen? Will people backslide and say, hey, I'm not in a building, so I guess, you know, there's no church. And, and, and I started worrying about these things, but then I opened the scripture, and, and the Lord showed me that in the New Testament, the Bible said, because they were in the great persecution, great tribulation, the Bible says that in the New Testament church, they not only met in temples, in buildings, but they met in homes. They met in homes. And I started thinking about it and saying, the world and my feelings, my emotions are saying this, but God always has a way to keep us, to keep his church. And during that time, the church didn't get weaker, it got stronger. And so I'm thinking, possibly God allowed the invention of the internet for just the time as this. God knew that we'd be in this place, that the whole world would be in this place. Maybe the internet was created just so that we can still have church, still be together, still worship wherever we are, and maybe, and I ask you to do this, share, have watch parties. And, you know, I'm praying that people who don't know Jesus, some of my friends, some of my families all over the world, I pray that, that this day, through the broadcasts that are happening, that they would get to know that Jesus is with them. Do not fear. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And make this time online your sanctuary, your church. Let's start it right in our homes. Ephesians 6 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 13 Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the devil or the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, I'm going to stand. I'm going to believe. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be overcome by worry. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and take the helmet of salvation, verse 16, the helmet of salvation, take it, put it on, keep your head. With all, and then what the Bible says in verse 18, and in this time, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. So we're praying, we're requesting God that this time would be a special time for all of us to draw closer to the Lord. You know, the greatest blessings come your way after the greatest battles. The greatest emancipations or times of freedom and liberation come after the greatest times of tribulation. We are in a time of stress, tribulation, and worry that's trying to be propagated upon us. I believe that the greatest miracles are going to start happening in your life, in my life, in the world. I believe that through this time, that God's going to cause all of us to get closer to Jesus. Isn't it interesting that if you're watching this, you're having church. 
If you're watching this, the Holy Spirit is coming into your room, is coming upon your home. If you're watching this, all of our prayers are going to be received, not only by us in this room, by you in your house, in your sanctuary. What is God doing during this time? And can it be that we will look back when this passes, because it will pass, and we will say, look what the Lord has done. Look at how many people have come to know Jesus because the church, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, was brought into their home. And even if you're watching and you don't go to church, you, you know, have an issue with church, you're having church right now. God is in your house. You're hearing the word of God. You worship with us. And so can it be that we'll look back at this time and we'll say, do you remember the great Corona revival? Come on. Can it be that it will be written about? Do you remember that giant outbreak of the coronavirus? Amazing what God did through it because God does not think like us, and he will use even the most desperate situations to bring us to him and to show us that he's in control. He cares about us. He loves you dearly. I want to end by referring to a video that my cousin Debbie from New York, New York has quite a few cases of coronavirus, and uh, my cousin Debbie is, is both Jewish and Italian, and she sent me a video from Italy and um, in Italy's on lockdown. I have many, many family members in Italy who are on lockdown. And this video is a powerful illustration. It really touched her. And, uh, and as I watched it, it touched me. And in this video, it's a, it's a, it's a dark street with, with homes on both sides, apartments. And uh, the, the, the street is very dark. And all of a sudden, you hear through a window because all the windows were open, so it must be pretty warm there, you hear someone begin to sing through their window, and it projects down the street. And then you hear another person gather in and sing along with that person. And then you hear another person start to sing. And my cousin said to me, it moved her so deep, she said, that's the sound of hope. The sound of hope. The sound of hope. See, I believe that what is happening can be a release to us of the hope of Jesus coming to the earth that overtakes worry, that overtakes fear, where we start putting our hope in Jesus Christ. See, I believe, believe that the hope of Jesus is releasing prayer and worship through all these broadcasts and coming right into your home and where you're going to feel different after watching this, after worshiping with this. I encourage you to watch it again. And I also believe that people all over the world are going to start calling upon the name of Jesus, and salvation is going to come, and the power of the devil is going to be broken, the power of addiction, the power of anger, the power of hatred, the power of, of depression, the power of looking at your life and saying, what is life worth living for? 
God's going to break these things and God's going to work in your heart because God is love. So I want to ask you, if you have never truly accepted Jesus into your life, maybe you know about Jesus, but you never said, Jesus, will you become a part of my life? Will you come into my heart? Will you increase my faith? You know, sometimes uh, people have said to me, you know, Pastor Ron, I, I just don't believe. And I know, I was there at one time. I didn't believe either. But I would say, and I, my response to that is, well, why don't you ask Jesus if he's real, if his death on the cross is real, if the Easter story is real, the resurrection story, if the Bible is true, if his words are true, the words of Jesus are true, where he, he came not only as someone to die on a cross, but he came as the very son of God to come and take away our sins. And the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth that he is Lord and believe in our hearts that he rose from the dead, we will be saved. It's not by what you do or works or how much money you give or how many you know, elderly people you help. It's not by works. It's a free gift. Jesus is a gift to us. And if you receive him today, and I believe you're not watching this by coincidence, if you've never received Jesus into your life, I believe it's the Lord speaking to you through me. And the Lord is speaking to you through the word of God, what I've shared. And he's calling to you. And he wants to heal you. He wants to break fear off of you. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And as I pray this prayer, if you repeat this prayer and genuinely mean it, the Holy Spirit will come into your life and you will be changed, and you can know that when you pass on this earth, you will go to heaven. It's a promise, because God loves you that much. So I'm going to bow my head and, and ask you to bow your head, and we're going to pray together. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. I renounce all fear. I renounce all powers of darkness. And I receive you, Jesus, as Lord over my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were blessed by our Legacy Church podcast, and we hope to see you soon at our 10 a.m. church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform or at LegacyChurchRI.com. Have a blessed week.